My name is Luke, and in this episode we will be discussing Earthworm Jim as part of our Retro Rewind series. Retro Rewind is where one of us, or one of you, the audience, picks a game that we all play and then discuss as a group. The rules are simple, the game has to be emulatable and in English. If you would like to suggest a game, you can get in touch with us on Twitter, at The Bit Effect, Facebook, I don't know why that works, so just search our name, and uh, you can get us on Gmail, thebiteffect at gmail.com. Joining me tonight will be Dave. Groovy! Nice. Kev. Hey guys. Mike. Hello! And Craig. Oh, Dave, you necked my groovy but I was going to do the groovy <laughs> thing. <laughs> right, so guys, Earthworm Jim, released in 1994, uh, was made by Shiny Entertainment on the Mega Driver initially and then it was ported to just about every other system on the go. Um, Shiny Entertainment and The Collective, eventually they had a merger and became Deluxe Helix. Um, Some of the games that The Collective made, they seem to be like a LucasArts sort of studio, um, but they made the Indiana Jones game. Is that the point and click one, Craig? How am I supposed to know? I don't know, I thought There was a point and click one, but... (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's the right one. But, um... Yeah, they, Earthworm Jim was kind of the, the brainchild of um, David Perry, who was the lead, he kind of founded Shiny Entertainment, and uh, some games of note that he's made was uh, the Turtles ports, he, he got, he moved them all on from the, the NES to the Spectrum, he was involved in the Terminator games, and the Jungle Book, and then there's uh, Douglas Tenaple, Tenaple, how do you say it? Ten nipple. <laughs> okay. Ten nipple. <laughs> yeah, so Douglas Tenaple, he was the artist who drew Earthworm Jim, and other games of note that he's been involved with are the Jurassic Park games on the SNES, Ren and Stimpy, and The Jungle Book. Dave, let us know what, yes. what format did you play the game on, and what was your first memory of Earthworm Jim? Uh, my first memory of Earthworm Jim was, whoa, it's a worm in a suit with a gun. It's what every growing boy needs, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, no, I, I remember renting this quite a bit from the store, and uh, level five always stymied me. But up until then, I loved Earthworm Jim. I watched the cartoon. I bought the toys. I loved it. This time, I haven't played it in a few years, but this time I played the uh, Earthworm Jim HD and that was 2010. They made it for Xbox Live and PSN. And nice. that was released by a company called Gameloft. And the cool thing is, is they didn't use any old code. It was all built from scratch. So it was pretty cool to go through it. Mike? Yeah, I um, I originally played this as a rental on the, uh, on the Mega Drive. I was going to say Genesis then for some reason. But uh, this was... This is back... 
back way back when it first came out. Um, if, if I remember right, I always get mixed up between the two. But if if this one had the awesome box art, then that was definitely uh, something that appealed to me at the time. But um, yeah, the the version I'm I've been playing is the uh, the Mega CD version, uh, which is a slightly slightly improved and slightly um, I don't know exclusive version of it. I guess it's it's got a few extra levels um, and. Yeah, I'll be talking about it in a second. Nice one. Craig? Yo! Yeah, I I played this, this time round, on the Mega Drive Genesis, which is what I played in the start of when I first played this, all those many, many years ago. Um, I, couldn't, I could barely remember, before I started playing it, I could barely remember anything from the, the first time I'd played it, but as soon as I got into it, Oh my god, this is so good. <laughs> I had an absolute whale of a time playing through the Mega Drive version of this game. Oh, nice one. Thank you for picking it. <laughs> Kev, how about you? Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I probably play this... Um, I probably haven't played it since it came out uh, and it would have been on the, the Super NES. I would have played it on. Um, and I decided I was going to play it on this Retro Rewind, uh, the Game Gear, Sega Game Gear version. Um, so yeah, I'll be sharing my thoughts on that. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, this this game for me, I uh, I think I learned about it through the cartoon. I, I would have been about about nine when the cartoon came out, and uh, then I saw the game in I don't know a shop or rental shop or something and picked it up from there. Uh, eventually owned it, and I remember completing it when I'm younger, but I don't think I did it legitimately. So we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Um, so guys, what what was your thoughts? Graphics, sound, how how do you feel it it stands up? The words rubbish come to mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It Okay. That's because the first level's a junk pit, right? Ooh. Oh, oh yes, yeah, that was it. It was a it was a clever uh, play on words. Um Well done, Dave. Myself, it, well, HD of course, it looks fantastic, right? I mean everything is redrawn. They even like updated the gameplay a little bit, and I don't know if those these kind of upgrades are in the Sega CD version. So, Mike, are there I life bars presume... on the bosses? Life life bars? Yeah. No, no. Ah, the HD uh, does have life bars on the bosses. It also has um, little hints on how to defeat every boss if you're playing on something below normal. Oh, really? Wow, that's that's a luxury I. Yeah, would have loved to see. I I don't think I, I think I actually played it on the higher difficulty. Not. I, I, I played through it on I had was normal, and then I went through and I wanted to check it out because you know it has the little things that pop up on loading screens. I was like, really? There's boss hints. Cool. Yeah, nice. Mm. No, I fired away forever, hoping that I'd <laughs> kill the boss just before I was about to die on pretty much every level. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I mean, in the HD version, the the art is fantastic. The only thing that I could say is a bit off, and that's because they had to re-record it. Was uh, Jim's voice? It's no longer uh, Doug Tenapel anymore. They had to re-record it with somebody else, so it just sounds the slightest bit off. Oh really? But yeah, they added things like uh, there's there's a comic book storyboard in the beginning to tell you the story. You know the the War and Peace like story of Earthworm Jim. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Um... I mean, going back to the game, originally I played it on the Mega Drive. Uh, this time I tried to play it on the SNES, but I think the ROM I had was corrupt. So I got so far and I just gave up and went back to the Mega Drive version. 
But I, I turned it on and I'm just like, I have no idea what the story is about this. Worm gets a suit and now we're in a junkyard. And uh, so having a bit of story sounds, sounds good. Was it, did it make more sense? I mean, well, I mean, I remember the cartoon opening, which, you know, just explained the whole thing. But yeah, yeah I mean, it, it was a nice little touch at the beginning to get you going. I mean, the, the, I don't know if you guys, did you, any of you guys like look at pictures or anything of the HD? The art style is really cool. Hmm. It's got a nice, very cartoony look, you know, like the base game. But there are some things that just look weird. Like, you know, those big cats in level five that grab you and slam you? They just look off. Or the, um, or even the um, the little businessmen in what the heck with the with the the cases and you yeah can't, you gotta whip them and shoot them they, they just want to solve us all <laughs> yeah it, it just <laughs> looks bad in the HD at mm. least to me anyway oh yeah I, I noticed actually uh, earlier when I was looking into it is it was it GameLoft who were involved with this was that yeah. some sort of hybrid port from because they're they're quite often they've been known for a long time in sort of like the mobile space. And when usually there's a there's a I don't know I don't know how to say it. There's usually there's a slight lack of polish when it comes to them with you know the the usual ports and things. But I, I don't know. I think I think um, somebody the, there was the a huge drives. fan of it because they did fantastic on this one. I mean, they even added multiplayer. Yeah, that was good. And um, they added, they designed three new levels, which the bosses don't quite work, but the levels themselves fit within Earthworm Jim quite well. Like you wouldn't know they were different unless they called them out, which they did. Oh, nice! Oh, that sounds sounds good. Yeah, you're making me want to pick it up. Oh, it, it, for ten dollars, it's 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 well worth it. Hmm. Craig, Kev, I loved it. Um, it I found the first part of it until level two. Actually, I'm not going to say the first half. I found level one and part of level two. I was playing through it, bombing through it, and I thought, this is so easy. I remember struggling with everything as a child. I think I was inept, like trying to play with. You and you me know, both. one hand or something like that. I don't know. So it was dead easy. And then I got to a bit where I had to whip across two hooks in a row. And I spent about half an hour doing that. And <laughs> I was about ready to put it, I was about ready to put it down. And then I thought, no, I will persevere. And it was that time that I, I managed to get across it. I thought it was great. Um, the gameplay is fantastic. The wee comic, um, like parody like nature of almost all everything in it, the, like the guy with the briefcase and yeah, the cats. It, it's just everything still is funny. It's not like it's it's comedy that's that's died. I totally forgot about things like when you you know when you launch the cow, the fridge looks like a fo- I don't know how to describe it. Someone might be able to help me with the words, but it looks like an FMV type piece inside the drawn set of everything else does anyone understand what i'm actually saying yeah yeah. it it looks anachronistic to everything else around it yeah it's just it's lovely so yeah i had a proper blast with it i did not play through the whole game legitimately (laughs) i just wanted to make that statement right there and then i I got i got to get a wee bit tricky and i couldn't whip anything because i'm just i rubbish at whipping so i ended up burning through my bullets a lot more and rather than wait for them to count back up or anything like that or pick up more i just cheated and got myself a, a whole load for of ammo shame. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry guys but although in saying that having cheats was fantastic as well in the mega drive there's a cheat <laughs> there's a cheat menu so you can level select and there's pictures of all the developers and stuff and then you, you level select or you can put on god mode or 
you know, that kind of thing. So that that was quite nice as well. And it's not, I can't remember the last time I cheated in a game, that like a recent game. I don't even, I'm trying to struggle to think of recent games that have cheats. Mm. I'm not sure cheats even exist in games, to be honest, anymore. Yeah, yeah. I don't think DLC. so. I think the closest thing we have to cheats anymore are debug menus. And even then, you don't get those very often if you're not playing on PC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that was nice. I'm, I'm done, by the way. Kev, do you have any thoughts on this matter? Yeah, well, given I think I was the only person who decided to take on the challenge of playing this on a handheld system, uh, I don't think you'll be surprised that it doesn't really hold up too well. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> uh, I persisted with it for, I don't think I got past the end of the first level, and uh, died numerous, numerous times, and uh, decided to revert to the, the Mega Drive version. Um, it's a good call because it is the best. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if any any of you guys attempted to kind of give the any of the handheld uh, ports a go. I played a, a, like probably ten minutes of the Game Boy. Yeah. One. Uh, yeah, it's awful. I think the thing I found frustrating, <laughs> which might not be a big deal to a lot of people, but obviously the the Game Gear only had two buttons. So you're in the in the, the Mega Drive version. Your shoot buttons a separate button. Your whip buttons a certain button, and your jump buttons a certain a, a different button as well. But with the Game Gear, you actually have to hold down the whip button before it will shoot. So it can get a wee bit tricky when you're jumping uh-huh. and bouncing on tires and stuff. Um, also, just try to navigate the tires, especially in the first level. I mean, you're trying to climb climb the tires, and then you kind of drop down. And you're trying to navigate your way to the bottom. I kept getting almost to the bottom, and then I'd get hooked on to one above, and then it would just bring me back up. And it took me about five minutes just to get to the bottom of that first kind of section of tires. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of just gave up at that point, and then went back to the, the Mega Drive version, which holds up fantastically. Oh, hey, Kev, what year did it come out, by the way? Because I have a question. Uh, I believe it got ported. Um, 1995. Okay, so I'm curious here, right? So it's 1995. Little Kev is running around, playing, pretending to be Earthworm Jim in the backyard. I hope that's what you did, by the way. Out of curiosity, when, when we were kids, would it have mattered? Or was it just cool to have Earthworm Jim on the go? Do you think it would have mattered to I you? I think back then, it probably would have been more kind of playable. And I don't think you would have been able to scrutinize it as widely as you can today. Certainly with emulation and access to to the different versions and stuff. I mean, in a normal situation, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have bought every single ported version for every system it came it went to. So yeah, you've kind of got to take that into account. But having having tried it on the Game Gear and knowing that I could switch mm-hmm. out for uh, the original kind of version on the the Mega Drive, um, that just seemed like the obvious choice instead of try to persist with a, a game that was driving me completely insane. Yeah, I, I, I was just thinking, though, like if, if you were playing that on a real Game Gear, you would all, only have got like 15 minutes out of it. Yeah. So probably got like a realistic yeah. expectation. Right <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good Which point. actually brings up an, another fact I wrote down. If you've got 15 minutes on a Game Gear, it would only take three charges to actually yeah. complete the game, or four charges. <laughs> it's not a long game. No, 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 it's not long at all. But, like, like, I mean, I don't know if you guys had this, but, like, when I was a kid, I wanted to play Mortal Kombat. Everybody wanted to play Mortal Kombat. And yeah. I didn't get it for Christmas. I got the Game Boy version. 
<laughs> and I don't know if anybody's ever played the Game Boy version of Mortal Kombat, but it's about as good as you think it might be. But I didn't care. It was Mortal Kombat. I love yeah. that game so much. Mike, were you going to say something? So I, I've been playing it this time on the Sega CD, as I said earlier, in the uh, special edition, I believe it was called. Um, and the first thing that strikes you about it is that the Sega CD is a system which really didn't have that much love, to be honest. You know, it's got things like Shining Force CD, Snatcher, a few sort of really cool little little things that it had itself. But but then you move into it, and, and when you get onto like the, this special edition of Earthworm Jim, it starts off with like a Sega logo and all you know, like pencil art style, with uh, Earthworm Jim just traced on paper, doing all sorts of crazy things. Oh, that sounds cool! Literally about two minutes. It's it's crazy. Oh, that's cool. The amount of animation you see in it straight off the bat, it sort of puts every version I've played of it before to shame. But uh, when I first started playing it, I thought from the first level or two, a that was a bit harder than I remembered, and b that it just it didn't play like I wanted it to play. Like it was a bit bit too fiddly for me but um as as i played on you know it's it's really a really a game that that just does everything on on a whim all the time you know you've got your sort of uh your tube bracing you've got uh, bungee jumping you've got oh there's there's almost everything in there there's small puzzles there's bits where you get separated away from your body um and there's just the the animation's amazing there's there's so much going on there every every level brings something new to the table I mean, even even for Pete's sakes, uh, oh. unique in its own way. <laughs> <laughs> but but the the thing that drove me to the end was I was thinking of Shiny, and you know they they released quite a lot of good stuff. You know, if you've got stuff like MDK, um, you know maybe it's not loved as much as it should be. But but the weird thing is, I found that with them making this game, it felt like they were sort of a you know American version of Treasure in a way. Maybe not as bullet helly, but they're really pushing pushing all sorts of angles on it and and yeah I really appreciated it so yeah it's been a pleasure going back to it but I'm just surprised at how much they managed to get out of the Sega CD with it it's really really odd and with the ex extra level we had um I was seeing like some I can't remember the name now it's like a little red red dragon thing it, it's got a really really bad name uh, when I think of it but um it's crazy let me let me find out what it was you also got the snot a problem level, right? Because I don't think that was in any other versions of the game. Oh, what the bungee jumping? Yeah, did you guys do bungee jumping? Yeah, it was in the Mega Drive yeah. one. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't in the Super oh. Nintendo then, because I don't remember that as a kid. No. Hmm. No. So yeah. I wonder. Uh, I, uh, you guys also got the intestinal level, correct? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, what What was that game where you, you know is it asteroids where you? Change the trajectory. Did you get that with the underwater bit? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yes, yes. Yes, both. And for some reason, it reminded me of something like Sonic Two, even though it's got nothing like that in it. But it's just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so did you have a Sega CD, Mike? Um, I never had one. I actually, I actually used to go to a friend's to play one all the time. Um, he had all the usual rubbish, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so it looks like the Sega CD had two levels called. Who turned out the lights, which is a secret level, and the level Big Broody. That's the one, Big Broody. Big Broody is actually the character as well. It's a, a small, well, sort of like a red sort of dragon-looking thing, which just is absolutely infuriating. Basically, <laughs> it runs around the level. Um, you you approach it. If you hit it on, if you walk over it without noticing it's there, it'll instantly kill you. That's it. 
Oh jeez. If if you're any sort of if you're within a hitbox, which is quite big for it to be honest, it'll jump up and eat you anywhere on the spot again. So you'll end up triggering it, running away from it, maybe hiding down a hole waiting for it to run past. It's the usual sort of thing, but but it can get a bit frustrating. I wonder if that's why they left it out of the HD. Possibly, possibly. I mean, there, there are parts where I was thinking, do I press on this way or do I go back? Have I missed an actual the proper route to the level? And it can be a little little frustrating, but um, no, it did ex extend the game. It did take me quite a while. It was over over two hours to complete the game, and from from before the show, I know that it took some of you guys only about an hour. Yeah, I, I blitzed through in about forty five minutes, but but that does bring up a good point. Did you guys ever feel lost in the levels? It happened to me constantly. It felt like a damn James Pond level. There will be no bad words about James Pond. The road here. I am. Um, I had a big trouble in what the heck, the uh, second level, figuring out what's background and what's foreground. Like, I took oh, damage yeah. a lot of times because yeah. th that level, and only that level really, was such a pain for me to figure that out. I, I didn't have that problem. Um, the, the problem I had, again, I played it on the SNES, uh, the game seemed, I don't know, it seemed like the, some of the platforms seemed like, you know, they were drawn longer than the actual mechanic, like the, the block was. So you, quite often you'd run off it, <laughs> and you know you think you'd you'd have a little bit more space to pull a, a longer jump, that but you'd fall to me off too. it. Yeah, it, I mean I got I got accustomed to it pretty quickly, but it was a bit infuriating to begin with. And um, as I say, I got to I got to the boss and what the heck the the cat and uh, evil I just, the cat, sir. Yeah, I I couldn't I couldn't shoot him. It like my response time wasn't quick enough. Now again, this could be the ROM, or it just could be that I'm getting old or something. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Craig uh, forwarded on a picture of the differences, and the difference for that level, it looks like maybe a third of the level on each side of the screen has been cut off. So I think that's maybe where I was losing my mark with it, is I wasn't getting as much time as I thought I needed to figure out where the cat was going to come from and then shoot it. Now see, that's different because... I, I I have that down in my notes as that was my favorite boss, so it, <laughs> it might be the the um the version you were playing. Yeah, I love Evil the Cat was hands down my favorite boss. Yeah, I love that whole you don't know where it's coming from and you've got like point two seconds to shoot it. I loved that. That was great. Did you get the voiceover on on the amount of times you'd you'd killed it as well in that that battle? That was that was quite a cool thing that I noticed. No, I didn't. Uh, there's like comedy voiceover of, of all the numbers going <laughs> up to nine when he runs out of No, I got like me. the little angelic, oh, whenever I killed him, but that was it. <laughs> yeah, it took me 45 minutes to kill him on the, the SNES version, and it was pure fluke I got him. And then I switched to the Mega Drive version, and I got him first attempt. So I don't know what that says, but maybe it was just I'd hit my peak. There is the um, possibility that, I mean... Now that we're playing with emulators, we're not being faced with exactly what we got back in the day because we're not getting sloppy, bordered PAL versions running at slower speeds. Yeah. And, you know, a, a mix of... Maybe, maybe you might have had a, a, a PAL SNES version, and a, an American or Japanese or American um, Mega Drive version there, possibly. So you're saying my European eyes are not quick enough for the US? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. You do get used to you do get used to squashed images and slow speeds. <laughs> yeah. As a as a kid, I guess I'm not sure. Well, respect to you guys for playing with disabilities. <laughs> 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 You're a credit to your people. 
thanks, Dave. Out of curiosity, did you guys like? I've got a few things that I didn't like about it. Nothing too bad. But one of the biggest things that bugged the crap out of me was the hitboxes. Your hitbox is sometimes bigger than you think it is. Sometimes it's smaller yeah, yeah. than you think it is. And it didn't impede me from finishing the game, but it was a point of frustration quite a lot. Also, it feels incredibly over-animated. You ever play something like Prince of Persia where it's like, okay, this animation is taking way too long. Let's, let's go quicker. Yeah. The animation is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It just feels the tiniest bit too long in some spots for some of the animations. Hmm. It does have some of the best pause on the spot animations I've ever seen there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did, did anyone leave the game idling for a second and see how I, many I, different types of things I you did. can do? I, I got the, uh, you know, shoot yourself in the face. <laughs> yeah. It's very cool. I, I agree with you. I mean, one one of the big complaints I had early on, and which I sort of wrestled with, was the the angles of shooting. I mean, the da- the crouching down and shooting below you, it sort of puts you off off your frames from where you normally are anyway. But but when you when you're shooting things, say there's something. A lot of times when you get, especially on the sp- special level, it's got like little wasps which fly through the fly through the sky, and they always land just slightly between diagonally up and forward so you can't hit them shooting diagonally forward and you end up doing some sort of weird jerking up and down up up and to the right constantly and so (laughs) and somehow somehow if you keep flicking those you can shoot the angles in between where where you think yeah it does hit the dead angles in case you didn't know it uh listener it's either straight ahead your four cardinal directions and then 45 degrees there is no in between the 45 degrees and the Straight ahead, but if you do if you do twiddle them constantly, he will he will like it's a bit of a waste of ammo, but it does sort of work, which is really odd. I wonder if those are spots that wanted you to whip. Yeah, I I mean the way I the way I shoot shoot the crows or you know things that were flying at you is I do like a burst and a wave rather than in a directional, just so I know it would its hitbox would register and it would stop, and then you could just take it out from there. But yeah, I get what you mean. It it can be a little bit little bit weird and I find it by doing the burst I didn't waste all my ammo I mean I, I ran out of ammo pretty close to one of the bosses and had to restart that level because I just I didn't have enough yeah. ammo to kill the guy no it's, it's a shame I mean there's there's other small problems like like Craig was saying earlier about jumping you know whip swinging between things yeah it's oh, like yeah. I mean I didn't have a manual on hand but it turns out that I figured it out the hard way. I did the same jump about it was swinging between two two things, and I I did it about what twenty thirty times before I suddenly thought there's something going wrong here. I didn't resort to resort to Google, but I sort of thought of Castlevania and I sort of held the up up diagonal action while doing it, kept it held down, and it does a slightly different animation coming out of it. Yeah, but you I fly a little farther. That. Mm. And also, the very last level, I also found out that if you keep double tap, if you keep hitting the jump button, that's how you get your helicopter. Ah, okay. I, I thought it was a hold, like yes. Yeah, uh, so oh, so Mario for me, it was a hold. So in the HD, it's a hold. Ah, no, no, no. Here, it's a. It, I, you tap it once, you get one little spin, and it'll fall straight down. And I thought something was up with that when it expected me to fall down a spike cabin right at the end of the game. <laughs> so I mashed the pad. Oh, Buttville. And, uh, yeah. Another bit that I'm wondering if it is in the base games. Is do you guys have plasma shots like the powered up shots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, okay. All right. I wasn't sure. I couldn't remember if that was in there or not. So yeah, was... I found it hard to differentiate between when I was getting them, though, or when I was just getting normal ammo pickup, such as that. I mean, it's, uh, see, I can, yeah. I can see it by the end of it as a you know a little lightning bolt for it or something. But in my game, you know, Jim just yells plasma. It's like, hey, I got one. <laughs> it's a bit more obvious. I, I wouldn't have minded that. So, was there any yeah. bosses or enemies that you guys got stuck with? I, for, for me, I find I find all the bosses quite enjoyable. Obviously, the cat bugged me for a bit, but when I swapped version, that seemed to fix it. The one enemy that just I could not figure out was the the guy in the suit with the the suitcase that fired out paper. Uh, mm. I, I mean, there was one bit where you had to jump over him to then whip, uh, you know, a cog so the gate would go up. But as soon as you jumped, mm-hmm. he would change direction, and the chances are you would land on him. So I thought, oh, okay, if I whip him and then jump, that'll that'll knock on his uh, his uh, cue to shoot the briefcase paper at you. But when I jumped, he then turned around and shot the briefcase paper at me that way, and I couldn't figure out how to kill him. And then eventually I, I hit the whip button by mistake and then shot him. I'm like, oh, that's it. But <laughs> it, was a, it was a good 10 minutes <laughs> before I figured out how to kill this guy. You're very unlucky there because I, I don't think I even saw that he had a paper projectile. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I purely whipped him straight away the first time thinking he's just going to walk towards me anyway. And then uh, and then blasted. And it, it worked and I just kept that up. No, But there was never a prompt telling me that's what I was meant to be doing there. Yeah. yeah well, uh, That's no, the but, thing. I never used the whip here. Eh? The whip was only for using for uh, for the swinging. So when I shot him and he just blocked it, I thought, oh, I've got to jump this guy. <laughs> but that didn't work either. So, yeah, that, that was a little bit frustrating. But, yeah, all in all, I think uh, all the enemies were, like, well-designed. There wasn't any that really wound me up. I mean, the there was one, you know, the is it down the tubes, the, the water level? Those floaty little ball things. Yeah. They could be a bit irritating because they'd be hidden behind, like, a you know, a pillar or something. So... I guess it was it. It became to the point where I just shot a couple of rounds every time I got onto a new screen, but apart from that, I think it, I think all the anime enemies were well well done. I can't think of any that were really infuriating. I I did appreciate the uh, the gold goldfish boss. Oh, Bob the goldfish! <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Does um for Pete's sake start? Can we count that as a boss? Because oh, I hate that so um, much. Um. No, you can't. <laughs> did you whip him at the end? Did you whip him over his house to take the, the advanced route? Uh, of no. Whipping heaven? No, uh, okay. Did you? No, God, no. <laughs> God, no, no. I, just, I didn't even bother. I just looked at that. No way. No, I didn't, I didn't find any of the bosses or enemies particularly troublesome. Um, apart from running out of ammo and being a dirty cheater and, and getting more ammo that way. <laughs> um, I did find the whipping annoying. It was again the hitboxes and and the, the kind of movement side of things. There was no real running or gunning, as you say. It was just there was something a bit not right about it, but not unenjoyable. Just not very enjoyable. I found when I whipped that you know, like if I if if I got the direction that I wanted to whip in wrong. You've then got to wait for the animation to reset, and by that time you'd probably been hit by the monster that was trying to kill you. So that's why I kind of revert to using the gun more than the whip. Is that how you guys find it? I used mostly whip. Oh, really? Total Castlevania guy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think 
the only boss I really did have any trouble with was the penultimate boss, which is, uh, I'm, I'm not sure what he was. He looked something like some sort of poop monster from Binding of Isaac. Doc, do you do Yeah, it's do I know? Yeah. But he had a he had a style, he had a boss style which I've not seen since maybe something like Mega Man, and I've not played a Mega Man for a long time. So oh, he'd shame. jump across, he'd start he'd start spamming some sort of throwing brown stuff attack at me, <laughs> and I I just couldn't figure it out. It was it was you know shooting a lot earlier, catching him in the air, and then jumping past him, going to the other side, and doing that same same shooting again, um, and he. I think he's the only person who, who sort of violated me for a little while, to be honest. But, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, over time, I, I got used to him, and I, I think I, you know, I, I figured out what what the old games used to be about. And um, but yeah, it was an eye opener seeing seeing that sort of style of fight again. Uh, this this many years later, yeah. Now, gentlemen, you may think that the animation is the best part of this game, or the gameplay, or the platforming, but I would like to suggest. Mr. Tommy Tellerico as MVP because that music is fantastic. Did you guys like the music? It's fantastic. I um I played through obviously the Mega Drive one, but then after that I went and dipped into the Mega CD one for half an hour, and it, the Mega CD music is just out of this world. It's absolutely sublime. Um, so many love, different styles that. too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I really like the what the heck music where they managed to get that that orchestral piece into the the uh, the mix. The night of, night on the bald mountain uh, that that was quite cool. Tommy Tallarico, uh, do you guys know who that that is? When I was doing my research, uh, I saw a picture of him. And I, oh, he's, I, like, he's a superhero, man. Yeah, I, I was like, I know this guy. I know this guy. I've seen him somewhere. I've seen him somewhere. And then I put him into YouTube, and it's the guy that does the video game live uh, concerts, you know, the ones that tour the world. Uh, so they'll do all yeah. the, the Zelda ones, and yeah, yeah it's brilliant. Um, if you've not seen them, you should go check them out. They're, they're really good. But yeah, the soundtrack um, was yeah. solid all the way through. Agreed, Dev. The, the version I played was obviously pretty hideous considering it was an 8-bit uh, console. <laughs> so as you can imagine... So it, it was the best one. It, it, was, it was to the point where I just muted it. I got to, it got to, five, five minutes in and I was like, right, I've heard, it, I've heard it on repeat for the last five minutes. Mute. But, yeah, that's to be expected given it was on a, an 8-bit handheld this will have to be the point where I let the bad news out then. Apart from the fact that I use save states quite a lot, which we've skimmed over quite quickly, so I'll be okay now. <laughs> um, the Sega CD version that I did play, I'm not sure. I have a feeling they may have messed up the queue on it, meaning that I had the music tracks in the wrong order and I'd get some sort of director's commentary playing over the tracks of the level while thinking, what's happening here? I'm not even sure the music was properly working, which is a, quite a frequent problem with uh, Mega CD. So is this like uh, in-game commentary so, as you were playing? 
It was something about saying you've you've made it. Uh, you you want to complete this game on something besides beginners beginner difficulty. Oh, that's the um the developer notes when you beat the game. Yeah, that track was playing all the way through the, uh, <laughs> the level. Oh jeez. On a loop, a three minute segment talking about the recreation of worms and how worms look like hamsters and all sorts of things from the the shiny developers. And first start, I thought it was a joke. But then when it started repeating over and over again, <laughs> especially when I got frustrated at the 90 second limit that I had to go underwater. Oh, that level, man, yeah. I got a little, a little irritated, but I'm sure, I'm sure from what I did here, it was, it was brilliant, hmm. brilliant music. It was just not on the right levels. Oh yeah, the, yeah, I mean, I mean, it goes from industrial in, in the junkyard level to, to banjo music for Andy Asteroids, then to symphony music, then to Muzak. It's wonderful soundtrack. Yeah, one of the few I would listen to on an MP3 player without playing the game. I uh, also in my research, Dave, I noticed that Earthworm Jim arrived in one of the Clay Fighter games. Which one? Yes, he did. Sixty-three and a third. Oh, what a guy! What a guy! Along with Hohokam and Santa Claus and Kung Pao, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. Earthworm Jim was my fighter in sixty-three and a third. How was he in that game? He was okay. I mean, I, it has been decades since I played 63 and a third. He was pretty good. I remember him being okay. I remember Earthworm Jim 3D, which I bought because I was excited about Earthworm Jim, was absolutely terrible. <laughs> right, guys. Uh, would you go back to the game? Would you recommend it? Any final thoughts, Dave? If you have a hankering for nostalgia-wise, like me personally, I would go get the HD collection. It's going to be a little bit different, but it does include all the levels that were left out of the SNES one. So say you grew up on the SNES and you don't want to drag out the game system, buy the HD one. It is absolutely fantastic. You get multiplayer, you get leaderboards, you get all that fun stuff. Uh, also, if you like that sense of humor, that kind of almost Monty Python sense of humor, um, check out what Doug Tenable did afterwards with Skull Monkeys. It's another platformer, and I'm pretty sure if Earthworm Jim wasn't owned by Shiny and Interplay, he would have put him in that game. But yeah, it's got that same exact sense of humor. Yeah, um, I I think I I would go back to it in a while. Um, I'd recommend it. I'd I'd say, despite as good as the um, well, I mean, as good as the Sega CD version was, I think I'd probably be inclined to check out the version that Dave's mentioned. It it does seem to strip back a few little features, but it's it's nothing, you know, when you factor in how how good the game could potentially look. Um, so I'll definitely be checking that out. I'm I'm actually I I enjoyed my time with it, but I'm more in, I'm more interested in the I didn't know there was a cartoon. I might go and see if there's a few episodes on YouTube just to get just to see what it looks like because I I had no idea. Yeah, there is, and it is on YouTube. It hasn't aged very yeah, well. Yeah, it's a media blitz. No, no, it hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it is no Animaniac, sir. Oh, oh dear. Kevin. Yeah, needless to say, I probably won't ever touch the Game Gear version again, but. I would like to try the HD versions, but I don't have PlayStation 3 to access it. So, um, possibly. It's also on Xbox. Uh, 360. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I might try that, try that method or um, Sega CD version. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I picked this game. Uh, I mean, I remember nearly finishing it when I was younger. I think I must have done this with cheats because there was no way I did it, <laughs> did it without them. But, uh, you know, I level skipped each level, I think. 
I want to finish it. I didn't get to finish it for this time. And my wife has said she wants to play along. So the remaster sounds like a good idea. Dave, thank you for the recommendation. And uh, thank you for all coming along. Now, I believe it's Craig's game next. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, so in two I weeks' time, what it could we, be. we will I be wonder. discussing Point and James Pond, Switch. underwater agent. Ah, oh, no. See, I wanted Robocod. <laughs> no, it will be, as mentioned last week, it will be Day of the Tentacle, as it has just been out on Plus, and Luke promised me he would play through it, so this is my opportunity to inform <laughs> you. You said, I will play through Day of the Tentacle if you stop talking about point-and-click adventure games. That was the deal. <laughs> Thanks again for joining me, guys. Next week on the Bit Effect, we will. We will. We will. We will. We will. You want me to do it? Dave, you do it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Fine. So, thanks for joining us for this episode of Retro Rewind. Next week, we're going to be having to talk about portables and handhelds. Nothing specific, more on that subject as a whole. So, once again, check us out on Facebook or check our Twitters or tweet us or email, whatever. You have at it. <laughs> anyway, gentlemen, thanks for let's doing this, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Whoa, Nelly.